What's going on, Godly Dating family? Good to have y'all back. Um, tuning in for another Thursday. Happy Thursday. Pray that you all are blessed. Pray that, you know, God is continuing to open doors for you guys. I'm thankful, you know, um, for everyone that's checking us out week after week. And if this is your first time here, I'm thankful for you. Consider subscribing, listening to the old episodes. My wife was definitely more involved a lot in the older episodes, and she's getting back into the swing of things now. So go ahead and search through the topics, find topics that, you know, you may directly relate to or some that you you know a friend that can definitely be in it and go ahead and listen to it share it subscribe it every single topic we try to dive into even when it's not addressing you we try to put some nuggets in there that it can impact your life you know that you're leaving with something so i pray that this would be the same thing the episode 61 will bless you and without further ado let's just hop right up into this episode So as you can see from the title, we're going to be talking about the importance of letting a man pursue you. You know, so ladies, I want to tell you a couple reasons why I believe it's important for you to allow that guy to pursue you. And I'm hoping this also encourages the men to pursue because unfortunately there are a lot of women, you know, that are waiting to be pursued. And then there's the guys that aren't doing anything. Um, but you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we we set, we stop and we think, man, that's such an old thought process. And do I really need to do that? And I can definitely understand why many women are tired of it. But, you know, I want to tell you, show you from a man's perspective, um, a couple of reasons why I believe that that's definitely important because the sisters can tell you certain things. But I want I want you to hear from a guy's point of view on why I believe it's important for you um, not to do not to be the one initiating or doing the pursuit. Um, we do have an episode planned, just not record recorded yet, um, in regards to how to shoot your shot or how to make your intentions known, um, you know, in a godly and a ladylike manner. And we're going to get to that soon. But today, importance of letting a man pursue you. And I'm sure for any of you who's been in church for any length of time, you've heard this verse, Proverbs 18, 22, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. You know, and this verse is often used to tell ladies, you know, tell the ladies out there not to seek after any men. That's definitely not what, you know, I'm just trying to, that's not what I'm trying to drive home on this episode. I actually, you know, like I told you guys, I'm actually hoping I can show you guys a proper way to do it. But I believe that it's important for you to allow a man to pursue you for a couple reasons. There could be plenty. And definitely, if you can think of any, shoot us an email, DM, tell us more reasons. But number one, a man is not going to cherish something that took minimal effort, you know, and I know you, you don't want to, I don't want to make you sound easy, but I just want to let you know, that's really how men are. Um, you know, we're natural hunters. We're naturally going after something, you know, and a lot of times I think women need to understand that men go after what they want. So a lot of times women are saying, okay, well, if I shoot my shot, then that means, you know, we'll work out. But in reality, no, he's he's probably shooting his shot with someone he's actually desiring. You know, a lot of times when a guy doesn't shoot their shot, they're genuinely not interested because men men don't mind getting shut down a lot of times when they see a woman that they really want, you know? And I want you to I want you to understand that because that's like that's like sports for guys. You can ladies can talk about absolutely nothing for hours at on end, you know, just because they like talking, the emotional connection that comes out of it with their friends, with the person they're dating. Men, we're not talking to one another for hours, probably about anything. But the moment we get us, you know, we're in sports together or something like that, man, we're hype, you know, we're getting ready for the playoffs and 
And it's like, even when you're not even on a team, the way guys go crazy watching ESPN, you know, because men love something that requires, you know, hard work to get it. They love something that requires effort to get. Like if I was on the team, you know, if the, the championship was just freely given, I don't care. But when I knew I had to work for it, when I knew I had to earn it, that's when I learned to appreciate the games that we won or appreciate the things that the, the trophies that we ended up getting at the end of the race or at the end of the football game, you know? So I want to make that clear that men go after what they want. And that isn't for me to say women aren't assertive or if a woman isn't, you know, or if a woman is vocal or things like that, that she's not a godly woman. That's not what I'm saying. Many women are actually way more driven than men, you know, but I don't view that as a compliment for women more than I view that as a shame to us as men. Um, I don't believe that. I believe that as educated as our women are, as intelligent as our women are, as driven and ambitious as our women are, all these great business owners, all you ladies out there killing the game and you're so involved in ministry and you're doing all these things. I know, you know, I know to be thankful for you, but it's a shame to us as men when we see you start a business and we won't start one. We see you leading in church and we're not doing anything. I think it's an issue when we see men not giving effort, you know, so. If a man isn't showing effort, then that shows that there's a bigger problem, you know, because men is I'm telling men will always work for what they desire. And I believe if a man isn't working for you, that doesn't mean that you should pursue him to convince him, you know, that you're the right fit. You know, that means he's because in reality, that's probably, you know, showing that he's either not interested in you or he isn't ready to commit because a lot of guys just aren't ready to commit. And it doesn't matter how ready you are. You cannot make a man be ready before his time. I think some sister needs to hear that you could have the best job. You could love this man. You can cook and clean like you, his mom. You know what I mean? You Some of these ladies are giving these these grown men mom privileges, not not even wife privileges, but mom privileges. Like God didn't call you to raise this boy. Like, you know, so I, I want women to understand that it doesn't matter how ready you are. That man isn't ready. You cannot force that on him. I believe that you have to allow that man to pursue you because when he is in the pursuit of you, that means he's getting things in order rather than you trying to get him in order to be with you. Let's look at it this way. In Genesis 29 and 20, it says, so Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. So we see that Jacob, you know, wanted Laban's daughter and Laban is like, Excuse me. Laban is like, yeah, um, you're going to have to work seven years for my daughter, you know. So he served seven years. And not only that, but the Bible mentions that it felt like it was a few days to him. You know, you know, I don't know about any of you guys, but seven years is not a short period of time. You know, seven years does not fly by. 2020 was the longest year of life. You know, I just went, went in the military and did five and a half years and it felt like I did 25. Some, some days I felt like I was in prison. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times when you're doing work, it can feel much longer, you know, than it really is. But in reality, despite all the labor that, you know, that her father Laban put him through, it was fine with him because he was in pursuit of a specific woman. He knew exactly what he wanted. So he served him seven years. And in his brain, seven years is not that long of a time. You know, a lot of you ladies, you know, you don't make some of these guys wait. And that's why I'm telling I don't want to sound like I'm insulting, but ladies, you have to make these guys see that you are also a prize from God. You are a gift from God to his life. You are not just somebody just to throw yourself at someone. That's not, you don't have to do that. You're the gift. Bible says when he finds that wife, he gets favor from the Lord, you know, so you have to understand that you are the favor from God in his life, you know, but despite working those seven years and feeling like a short period of time, he got tricked. The father gave him 
a different sister he didn't know because the way things are in those days, you know, she just goes in a room, they consummate the marriage, but he gave her the other sister. And then now Jacob realizes that he got, you know, got tricked and he's just like, no, nah, why would you do this to me? And the dad is like, well, we can't give the um, the younger sister before we can give the older sister. That's just the way the, you know, the law works around here. And then he's just like, you're going to have to work seven more years for Rachel. And the Bible mentions that he worked another seven years. So this guy put in 14 years worth of work in order to get the woman that he loved. Listen, I cannot speak on behalf of every man out there and I'm not trying, you know, but I'm letting you know when a guy's willing to work for something, he is willing to cherish it because he knows everything he put in to get you. But if the moment the guy says, good morning, hey, um, you know, you, you dropped the number, you you fall, you fell in love, you already planned the wedding. If he did nothing but say hi, beautiful, and then you just fell, you know, head over heels, then it's harder for him to appreciate it. But and I'm not saying play hard to get. A lot of women are single because they're playing hard to get. Let me, let me make that very clear. Let me let me stop right there. A lot of women are single because men are feeling as though, oh, she's not interested. Why am I going to continue wasting my time? Um, so let's make that clear. I'm not saying play difficult to get, but I'm saying don't make yourself so accessible. Don't allow yourself to just be so fooled just because of their charm or just because of their looks. You know, you want to make sure that they have character as well to back it up. You know, so this guy worked like I was saying, 14 years. And, and I also don't want to speak on, you know, anyone else's experience, but I do know that there were many women who threw themselves at me and it definitely made me uninterested. You know, I spoke to my dad about it before in the past and he was like, yeah, he never cared for the women who threw themselves at him. Um, actually, when he met my mom, she had, she wanted nothing to do with him. <laughs> she was like, cause they met him, I think in a party and my dad is all fancy dressing and she's looking like, who is this dude trying to be the, the life of the party? You know what I mean? And he stepped to her and she's looking like, yeah, I'm not caring for, for this. You know what I mean? But he went after what he wanted, you know, and I think a lot of times many, many women, they feel as though if I just throw myself at him, then, you know, he'll be interested. But in reality, that's not always the case. I know of many guys who will admit they lost interest in a woman because she was throwing themselves at him. You know, she didn't allow him to do anything. So she was just there. But before I dive into the second point, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor of today's episode. BetterHelp is a resource that I'm telling you guys about because we as Christians need to prioritize our mental health. You know, so BetterHelp is a is able to access your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Your counselor can be contacted at any time. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. You don't have to worry about meeting anyone in person. Also, you can set up phone and video calls, however you may desire. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, anger, or, you know, any form of trauma, BetterHelp is there to assist you. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you to live a more blessed life. And as one of Golly Dating listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com Godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. So like I mentioned in the previous point that men aren't going to necessarily appreciate, you know, something they didn't work for. I think a lot of women need to hear the second point. And that's this. If you are chasing him when he rejects you, you will always be a backup plan. I needed to pause because I need you to hear that. If you are chasing that guy who was like, 
I ain't feeling it. Or you're always sexing him first. You're always seeing how he's doing. You're always setting up, you know, time to hang out or whatever. He's not showing any of these, in, these things in return. He's not showing any effort in return. It's all you trying to hang out. You trying to start a conversation. You doing a compliment is always you. Please understand you will always be viewed as a backup plan to this guy, you know, and it's just hard. Maybe I probably should have did this episode with my wife, but I want to let you know from from my heart as a guy, I want to make it clear that there are many guys and I see it so common and I know I've done it before, whereas I never really pursued that girl, but I knew she was, you know, desperate. So if things didn't work out, then I could lean back on there. That's just sad to admit, but that's the reality of the situation. You know, that man you're breaking your neck to get, you know, to get with, and he's ignoring you for another girl. He's not going to suddenly realize you're a better option, you know, because I've seen many guys who will continue seeking the woman that they actually want. You know, they're going to continue seeking her. They're going to continue being in her comments. They're going to continue texting her. They're going to continue trying to hang out with her. And then they'll fall back to you when that girl they're throwing themselves at doesn't want them. You know, they'll go back to the girl who who made herself so available and accessible, you know, and then when things don't work out, you'll always be available because you made it seem as though you needed to start a relationship. So he's going to have you as a plan B at all times. And y'all know, y'all know the case, but I strongly believe that God loves each and every one of us too much to make us anybody's backup plan. I don't believe that it's God's will for someone to for God to die for you, God to say you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and God to say how, you know, your royal priesthood, and God uses all these verses to to show how valuable you are, valuable that you are, only for him to turn around and let you marry someone or date someone who didn't want you, but you were still there um, when their relationship broke up. I don't think it was God's will for you to be anybody's rebound. You know, so I believe that God definitely wants what is best for you. Um, someone who's going to lead you into his will, someone that's going to cherish you, appreciate you and value you. Not someone who's just going to tolerate you, not someone who's just like, oh, OK, well, it fell through with the last person. So, you know, I'm, I'm just going to talk to you. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine just last week or so. And, you know, we used to go to a camp and man, this guy could get any girl he wanted. You know, so we're at a church camp. Yeah, bear in mind, everybody thirsty at church camp, but nah, he was legit, like, my boy was legit smooth, you know, <laughs> and it was just crazy to me because I I'm not, I wasn't smooth. I was nothing like him, and I'm definitely rude, um, as you can tell by my nature on this podcast, that sometimes I don't have a filter, <laughs> but I was talking to my friend, and I was just like, bro, man, you could have got any girl you wanted in the past, man. That thing was crazy, you know, and I don't remember how my tone was talking to a girl one day. And it's easy to someone to say, ah, maybe your tone was bad. But I don't I don't think my tone was bad when I spoke to someone and they said something. Maybe they were, you know, telling a, you know, a stupid joke. And I was just like, man, you're so stupid, you know, and or maybe I laughed. I was just like, ah, that's so stupid. I don't know how my tone was, but I'm pretty sure I insulted them, you know. (laughs) And then after they must have said something similar or the same exact thing to him. And then he said, man, you're so stupid or you're so dumb or whatever. And they were like, oh, you know, and the way they were like giggling and he, he, he. And I'm like, oh, I know this girl did not just play me. You know what I mean? The moment Tabari says it, ah, you're not smooth, bro. You're not Brandon. You, you don't have it like Brandon does. So it, Brandon, it insults me. I can accept it from Brandon. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying 
in that scenario, I was um, their backup plan. What I'm saying is, it's the fact that Brandon was not interested in any of them. You know, he, he didn't go there uh, with, with the, you know, getting girls on his mind. But it was the fact that if what he, if the person he did want didn't work out, then he knew it's a circle of girls that's just throwing themselves at me. You know, and I believe that a lot of those women, they were doing those things because they were trying to get attention that he could say something the same as the other guy you don't like and you'll get offended by the other guy but him you're you know because you want him it's all good but i'm just like those sisters didn't understand that if brandon wanted to break their hearts he could have because they were so desperate you know and i don't i'm not trying to make this episode about him um bro so when you listen um please don't text me thinking <laughs> i name drop i love you big dog but you know so i'm just saying i think it's a problem when we when we make it seem as though our plan has to be god's plan and i believe that you should never tell God what your plan is, but you should be seeking God saying, God, I want what you have for me. This is what I want, but God, I want what you have for me. So if it doesn't align, allow me to get in step with you, you know, allow that man to pursue you rather than you just, you know, if somebody calls you stupid, uh, you joking and you laughing and you loving, you, you tolerate disrespect just because you want them. And, you know, so it's scenarios like that, that, you know, women could get themselves in trouble with, you know, in Genesis 29, we see how Leah was the sister of Jacob, like I mentioned before, and Jacob never really cared for her. You know, Rachel was the girl that had his heart. You know, verse 31 shows us that that God saw that Leah was hated. You know, she wasn't the, the wife that he really loved. And, you know, so he opened her womb and he allowed Rachel to stay barren. So Rachel can't have any kids. But Rachel was the one that, you know, that Jacob loved. You know, so she after now Leah, you know, got open her room and she had multiple kids and she kept thinking that, you know, because she gave she had babies with him, you know, she had sex with him, or you know, she had intimate moments with him that, that will cause Jacob to love her. Let me tell you, ladies, getting pregnant by that guy won't make him love you. Um, throwing yourself at that guy won't make him love you. Um, having sex, whatever, whatever you think it you sending those good morning texts, none of those things will make him love you. Let me show you what was happening. This woman, Leah, had Reuben nothing changed. Then she had a son named Simeon. Nothing changed. Nothing, nothing is changing. Then she had another child named Levi. Same issue. On her fourth child, she said, now I will praise the Lord. And then she named that child Judah. And then she stopped bearing, you know, so the Bible mentions those four, four children are on the scene and he's he still, you know, his heart is somewhere else, you know, and Leah had to get to that point where she stopped thinking that she had to compete for his attention, but she knew that God gave her a reason. She knew that God gave her, you know, something that would cause her to praise his name, you know, so while Leah was over here thinking, man, I would love to, you know, get my husband to love me, and obviously it's a different scenario because at this point they're married, but I want you to see how you could be in this scenario, whereas, oh, you having sex with this guy, uh, hopefully, Hopefully he'll love me or, hey, you're doing this with this guy. Hopefully, hopefully that means he's going to be interested. I'm texting him every day. Hopefully he's interested. No, no, no. Let that man pursue you. Leah had to get to that point where she's like, well, God, you bless me with children. Um, I'm going to give you praise. And that's why she named him Judah. And we have to get to that point where we're like, nah, God, I'm thinking in whatever season I'm in, whether someone pursues or not, whether someone sees the value in me or not, you saw value in me. You know, and I, I know it's easier to tell single people uh, to trust God and all of that. You know, I know they look at a married person saying that like, ah, I heard it before, but I want you to understand that it's very important that you don't take that lightly, that you can you can have all these things and still not be loved. You know, so please understand that your walk with God is definitely most important, never think you have to wrestle for a guy's attention. Let that guy, a godly man, pursue you instead of thinking, 
you have to offer him something in order to be noticed. You have to offer your body or offer all kinds of attention. No, no, no. You don't have to do that to find a person that God has for you. You know, and lastly, third point, a man that is too afraid to initiate in the relationship may be a man that continually causes you to take the lead in the, in the marriage. Sorry, I had to drink some water. Hopefully I didn't swallow too loud. <laughs> but yeah, so if, if you had to start a relationship, he wasn't man enough to pursue you. He wasn't man enough to tell you how he feels. He wasn't man enough, you know, to start a relationship. You think he's just going to automatically become a leader because you're married? No. And then you're going to be the leader of the home. And as strong as a lot of you women are, as strong as many of you, grow, you know, you had your single mothers and all those things, your mother is still never able to be a father. And the children need a godly leader um, uh, for a healthy marriage. It needs a godly man you know, to be a part of it. You know, and I believe that pursuing the woman establishes you, you know, showing a form of leadership for her, you know, in a possible family, showing her you're willing to take that step forward. Even when you're scared, she might reject you. You're willing to put yourself out there because you're showing her that you're a man that she can put confidence in. And that's what women need, a man that they can put confidence in. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, some type of boastful or big personality type thing. I believe a man can be soft-spoken or mild-mannered and be an effective leader. You know, however, I don't think that a man can be passive or casual and still lead the way God intended. Now, I want to make that clear because there's a lot of guys that are calm. They, you know, they don't have that that big nature type thing or shouting and hooping and hollering while preaching. A lot of guys don't do that, you know, but you can't be passive in your walk with God. We can't be passive in our relationship. Can you imagine you be married a guy and you have to question every other week, does he love you? Today he's great, tomorrow you're not too sure. You know, just casual about it. You know, that you cannot be the proper leader living that type of way. You know, because there are various ways, you know, that that you're showing, you know, your leadership abilities just by pursuing her. Because I think you have to be able to lead spiritually. In my honest opinion, a man should be able to lead spiritually. And ladies, you shouldn't you shouldn't desire, you shouldn't desire or need a man, you know, that, that will aim to lead the home, that, that's unable to lead the home in things like prayer, you know, things like studying and reading the word of God or putting the house on fasting or things like that. You know, he has to be willing to take those type of initiatives. You know, women shouldn't have to force their husbands to love God. I've seen many women go to church for years without their husband beside them. I've seen many women. And then, Bear in mind, a lot of these church sisters were the ones that went out there dating non-believers, claiming they were going to change them. So they married them <laughs> and now their husbands are still, you know, complacent, you know, still not aiming to please God. And it's not an insult, you know, because we all make mistakes and we all we never know what God's plan really is anyways. And, you know, people change. But my issue is. God doesn't want you serving him alone. God wants you some, you know, someone that'll help lead you. You know, you have to allow that man to pursue you that's rooted in the word of God. You know, so I'm not saying men, you know, even should do this with women, you know, but I think, but I think men are more built, you know, for leading in a biblical sense. Because a lot of times we point out how Eve was deceived and we try to point the blame on Eve. But in our reality, if Adam was in his proper place and and behaving like the man of God that the man that God called them to be, Eve would have never been deceived. Because we see that after Eve was deceived and she ate of the fruit, she said the Bible says that she gave the fruit to him that was with him. She gave it to her husband that was with her. Which means she didn't have to run across the street. She didn't have to go search the other side of the garden. No, she got deceived and then she ate the fruit. 
Adam was being passive. Adam was allowing his wife to, to speak to a serpent that's questioning the authority of God. And I believe that is a huge problem. You know, so that man has to be able to lead spiritually. He also has to be able to provide, you know, and provision is in many aspects. A lot of people only talk about finances, you know, and definitely that is a huge factor. You know, this is a topic that we actually have a special guest coming up on within the next week or two, um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks in order to discuss this, you know, but it isn't God's will for a woman to slave away at work. You know, the husband is chilling, you know, just on a couch surfing social media, playing video games or, you know, nonsense, you know, whatever, just not doing anything, you know, but finances are definitely a tricky thing, you know, because I don't want people to feel as though I'm against stay at home dads because I had to do that. <laughs> you know, I thought I knew stay at home moms, you know, a lot of women actually want to do that. But I now after I experienced it firsthand, I realized that is a very brutal job to have, you know, because children are 24 hour gig. They are not a nine to five. They are a wake up till you go to bed job, <laughs> you know, you know, but I believe that men are called to provide and providing is more than just finances. It's also emotional provision. It's also, you know, spiritual help, all of these things. And if a man is, you know, men are also called to provide emotionally. And, you know, that's like things like support because women are, you're going to be overwhelmed sometimes, you know, you need that person that's able to, to, a person that can show you that they're able to support you, help lift you back up in prayer, help lift you back up and listen to you and, and let you vent and then restore you in prayer and the word of God, wash you in the word of God. You know, so there are a lot of things and reasons why I believe that it's important for women to allow God to pursue them. You know, definitely something, something that's a very expensive topic, but I do want to make it clear to ladies, I'm not telling you that if you said hi to a guy that you're shooting your shot, you're out of the will of God. I'm not saying any of those things. What I'm saying is you have to be careful not to not to create something that God never ordained. But I believe that it's important that you allow a guy to pursue after you. You know, God, this person came to me, you know, and now you're praying about the situation. I'd rather a woman um, listen to what a person said and then she goes to God, you know, about it. You know, not those God said you're my spouse type people, <laughs> but but I believe that it's very important that we as Christians, you know, we use wisdom. And I believe that it's definitely an old principle we're allowing the man to pursue the woman, but I believe that it's still a biblical one. I believe that it's still one that is actually natural and it's something that God desires. But however, you could disagree. I would love to hear some feedback. You guys shoot me a message, screenshot. Let me know where you're listening from. Share it with a friend. Follow the Golly Dating 101 page or the Golly Dating podcast page, whichever. Um, if you would like to, to be a blessing to us, we would love to have you share. Share, leave a good review. The reviews help us. That way, when someone new is checking out for podcasts, they won't read this and say, oh, this podcast looks trash. All these one stars. No, guys, please leave a five star review. That would be a blessing, <laughs> you know. And then if you would like to support financially, click the link in our description box. And there are ways to give. You can either support us on Patreon. We have our weekly, not weekly, bi-weekly, possibly possibly bi-weekly. Some months will just be once a month. Um, this month, we're dealing with spiritual disciplines for our interactive Bible study. We're going to go over topics, my wife and I, and then you guys can feed us with your questions, anything like that. It's Patreon exclusive. It's not going to go up on YouTube over time. No, it's Patreon exclusive. So if you enjoy the podcast and you want us to continue helping you build your walk with God, jump in our Patreon. And I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Stay blessed and we love you. Peace.